0: Money Radio, discussing the business of making and spending money. Hello, you're welcome to today's edition of Money Radio on Leadership Podcast. Money Radio brings you the latest developments in business and economic cycles in Nigeria and issues of businesses around the world. My name is Innocent Odo, and today we are talking agribusiness of the Money Radio. And our focus today is on leveraging the uh, green uh, open lanes offered by the Chinese to Nigeria and other African countries. Uh, This is an opportunity for Nigeria and other African countries to export their agricultural products to China and uh, make the necessary impact that uh, is required of them uh, with this opportunity. I'm in the studio today with uh, Paul Owadema, and we're going to do justice to uh, interrogating uh, issues on this uh, later development uh, of uh, this agricultural opportunity that uh, China has offered to Nigeria. And this is coming on the heels of the current uh, conference on the eighth ministerial conference of the POCAC. POCAC is known as. um, Forum of China-Africa Cooperation that is ongoing in Dakar, Senegal, where the Chinese President Xi Jinping made their several offers to strengthen the relationship between Africa and China. And one of those items that we picked that would be of utmost importance to Nigeria and other African countries is this corridor of opportunity that has been given to Africa and Nigeria to explore in order to export goods and federal products to China and make profit. I'm in the studio, like I said, with Paul Wadema, with whom I'm going to do justice to this very important uh, topic. Paul, you're welcome to the book. Thank you, Paul. Now uh, it, it's, we're sounding more optimistic again, uh and more hopeful when uh, the Chinese president GGP, of course uh, this day is a uh, keynote address to African countries who have gathered in Senegal. Uh, the 8th Ministerial Conference of the FOCAC, uh, giving us this opportunity and one of those things is um, that he's going to open um, uh, what they call green lanes for Africans to explore opportunity to export goods, uh, agricultural, agricultural products specifically, into the Chinese uh, territory that to strengthen the bond between Africa and China. What exactly is your take on this latest development? Market. It's a very it's a welcome development it's because from what the Chinese are saying, they are ready to open up their markets for agricultural produce from Nigeria and other African countries. It's not that these markets have been hitherto closed for Africans, but what China is saying that they are going to make it much more conducive for them. Uh, to export their agricultural produce to China. Don't forget that Africa is competing with other, other countries to supply agricultural produce to China. Uh, what, they, what this means is that from what the Chinese are saying, they say that they are going to use their, encourage e-commerce, they will use their e-commerce platforms to project African agricultural produce so that uh, there will be live streaming of all these uh, the agricultural products from Africa to open up the markets of China uh, to Africans. And uh, you know what it means. China is a country of uh, 1.4 billion people. Uh, it's a huge market. So Africa has a opportunity to explore this market, to exploit it, to take advantage of it. Of course, China is not a father Christmas. Uh, it has come under Hammer lately because its trade balance with Africa has been skewed, skewed negatively against Africa. Uh, if you look at the, uh, trade ba- the trade balance between China and Africa, uh, in the first uh, seven months of this year, uh, the, 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 the trade between uh, Africa and China stood at about uh, $139 billion. Out of this amount, uh, Africa was able to Africa was able to export to China only fifty-nine billion dollars. So there is a deficit of about eighty billion dollars. It is huge. So China is doing the right thing at the right time because there is a lot of negative press against China that is taking advantage of Africa, has made Africa the dumping ground of these goods and that some of them have substandard quantity qualities. So that those kind of things are the things that uh, China, I'm sure they are trying to remedy by saying, okay, we know we are enjoying some advantages over trade with Africa. Let, let us open our market so that you can also increase your volume of trade with us. So the question is, is Africa ready? Is Africa prepared? Is Nigeria prepared? This is because the competition is stiff. Mm. Because China already has eclipsed United States it has the European Union as the world largest importer of agricultural produce in the world. Yes. In 2019, it imported about $133 billion worth of agricultural produce, most of it not from Africa. Mm. So, this opportunity for Africa to tap in, but Africa must be prepared. We must be able to produce agricultural goods that can be competitive, that can be compared when they go to that. Uh, to the Chinese market, the Chinese are very choosy now. Mm. Their middle the class have increased, so therefore they are very conscious of what they eat. So, if African produce come there and is not of good quality, it is not well packaged, mm. they are likely to lose the market. So that is why, to me, it's a good opportunity, that Africa and uh, Nigeria must be ready. Oh yes, Africa and Nigeria, Nigeria in particular, must be ready to take this opportunity. And this has not been the first opportunity given to Africa. I remember what the, this uh, they call the uh, uh, African Good Opportunity Act provided by the United States to African countries. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think Nigeria has made significant impact in that opportunity that was offered by the US. Some other African countries like, like Rwanda and Egypt have you know, taken advantage of such opportunity and are you know, sending quality materials to the US market uh, there are still some left to be done. But then, this is an opportunity again on the side of the Chinese, opening the green lanes for Africa. So uh, the question is now, how prepared, just like you said, what are the maintenance agreements yeah. that, that Nigeria can, and other African countries can adopt to ensure that what happened in Agoa does not happen in this in this This uh, uh, opportunity being offered to us by, by the Chinese. Yeah, yeah, that was an interesting uh, question. Uh, then in 2019, Nigeria's agricultural exports to China was barely two percent of the total total exports, to barely two percent, compared to 76 percent crude oil that we sent to China. So you can see that our agricultural produce exports to China is abysmal. Very two percent. We need a lot of work. Now, in that year, uh, in 2019, much of what China bought from Nigeria was things like sesame seeds, things like cashew nuts, things like cocoa, cocoa, cocoa bean, uh, things like cotton, uh, shrimp, and all that. Now. Primary products. Primary products. These are basically what China, but we we do not even have large quantity enough to be able to compete with the rest of the world. Grow supplies to China. What can we do? If you look at uh, this, some of these uh, items I mentioned that they bought from China, uh, China bought from Nigeria. They are goods that are specific in certain parts of the country. If you are talking about sesames, uh seeds, you are talking about almost most of the northern Nigeria, from the northeast to northwest, Sokoto, Katsina, Kaduna, Kano, Niger, Benue, Taraba, all of them. This this SSBC grows very well there. What are we doing to encourage the production? How do we grow it more so that we can be able to export more to China? So that we cannot be having this kind of abysmal, less than 2% export to China. So we, that's what we need. We have You have Kishu. China is in huge demand of Kishu nuts, And we have Kishu You are many states in the south and in the north, they grow it. You talk about Himo State, Abia State, states, State. You talk about Kaduna, Niger, all these. What are we doing to encourage and should not uh growing in Nigeria? That is the area we have to concentrate about. If you talk about they are looking for cotton from Nigeria, they imported cotton from Nigeria. The cotton belt in Nigeria comprises not, uh, much of the north, northern Nigeria and southwestern Nigeria. What are we doing to encourage the growth of this cotton uh, in the these parts of Nigeria? That is what should trouble Nigerian leaders. It's not just for them to. Go there sit around with the Chinese officials and say we agree, we do something, I will take advantage of. We must be very strategic. We must come up with plans on how to encourage the growth of all these agricultural products that are in demand in China. And also, these are just mere uh primary products, but China is also in demand of uh, dairy products uh, because uh, from what we gathered as the as the population of China is becoming more middle class, they eat a lot of meat, they eat a lot of fish. All these are advantages that uh, uh, Africa can can take advantage of, Nigeria can take advantage of it. And uh, we'll see what we can, how we can use this impetus to grow our fishery industry, grow our dairy industry. So it's it's an opportunity for Nigeria to resolve once and for all the issue of farmers headers prices because meat is in high demand in China, and uh, there are many parts of the world sub- supplying China right now. Africa needs to take advantage of it. Nigeria needs to take advantage of it. That is my, my thing. It all boils down to preparedness. Yes. How prepared are we? Yes, how prepared, how prepared are we? And we, I always, talk about, we always talk about so, this preparedness all the time. Yes. I remember uh, when we had the opportunity of exporting yams in the European market, for instance. What eventually became of that situation didn't uh, quite end well for the country. Uh, we understand also that the Nigerian cassava, the brand of cassava that we have in Nigeria, is one of the highest qualities in the world. But how far have we gone in at you least know, making it affordable, making it presentable, uh, credible, so to speak, to the Chinese market, for instance? I don't think we have exploited that opportunity. Now, what has been, there's something has been fundamentally wrong with the system that does not guarantee success out of an an ambition like we are having. Why why do you think that we keep having this back and forth? We are having this back and forth because Nigeria has not taken agriculture very seriously. Nigeria has not taken agriculture as a business. And uh, Nigeria has not uh, thought it fit to increase budgetary allocation to that sector. If you look at the 2020 budgets and all the budgets we are making in the last five years, agriculture is getting less than 2% of the total budget, which is far, far below the MoPUTU declaration, that 10% of the budget is supposed to be earmarked for agricultural development. Now, when we don't allocate up to that amount, it therefore means that we are not ready to compete. That is basically the truth. If you, if you don't have investments in the sector, how do we encourage farmers to go into some of these vital agricultural products that will be of interest to China? So for us to do that, first of all, we must look at our budget, the 2022 budget. If there is any amendment that could be done to make sure that the allocation to the agricultural sector at least meets the Mokutu declaration so that we can be able to know that we are serious about being competitive in this sector. That is what I think should be done. And then another thing that needs to be done is collaboration with the state government. I mentioned some states now that uh, that has comparative advantage in growing some of these uh, agricultural food that China is interested in. So what stop those state government from encouraging their farmers to go full scale into the production of this? Uh, this uh, uh, agricultural food that are needed in China. When you talk about sesame, talk about uh, cocoa, you are talking about ginger. All these things are in demand and they, they are being grown in some states in this country. So what we need is synergy between the state government, the federal government, and then there must be funding. State governments must allocate much more money to add the cultural sector. Federal government must do the same. The idea of treating agriculture as an orphan in budgetary allocation should be done away with. I this is even more saddening because this we have a government uh that claim that they want to diversify the economy using the agricultural sector as a pay. So, under its watch, agriculture has not been able to meet the Mobutu declaration. Something is wrong somewhere. They need to look at it properly so that they can be able to. Fund this sector very well, so that this sector can also be competitive, so that this sector can take advantage of the opportunity being offered by China. All right, uh, we have to make our agriculture sector very competitive and uh, to, to exploit the opportunity that offered to us by the Chinese government of uh, President Xi Jinping, who actually offered what they call the open green lanes for Africa, African countries, and specifically Nigeria to exploit that opportunity to export agricultural products to the Chinese market. Remember also that China has 1.4 billion population. That is the the most populous country in the world. And we are all in demand of some of the products that we are talking about. So this is a great opportunity for Nigeria and other African countries to exploit that opportunity. I will take a short break. When we return, we'll continue with the discussion. Don't go away. Money Radio. Discussing the business of making and spending money. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, we have been discussing uh, the opportunity being offered to uh, Africa and Nigeria, uh, in particular, by the Chinese government to export uh, agricultural products to the Chinese market. Uh, this is coming on the heels of the ongoing ministerial eight ministerial conference of the forum for uh, china-africa cooperation that is uh, easily known as FUCAC that is ongoing in Dakar uh, the capital of Senegal where uh leaders of the continent and uh, officials from the Chinese government are discussing on how to strengthen the relationship between Africa and China and build a community of shared future and one of the items that uh, have been so dominant in this discussion has been the issue of uh, agricultural cooperation, where the Chinese government has decided to open what they, uh, what they call uh, green uh, lanes uh, to African countries. And it's just an opportunity for Africa to exploit, uh, to send its uh, product to the Chinese market in order to earn more foreign exchange. I've been in the studio with Paul, Wadema discussing the issue. Uh, Paul, before we went on that break, Uh, We're talking about um, how we can build mechanisms and systems to sustain agriculture so that we become more competitive, you know, uh, take advantage of what the Chinese have just offered us. Uh, But one other thing uh, we are talking about is uh, raising the budget, like you said, for agriculture, quite vital. But uh, is it within the priority of the current African government, for instance? Uh, uh, the question should start actually from Nigeria, uh, where we haven't uh, actually measured well in that instance. So I think uh, beyond budgetary provisions at all, uh, maybe we, we, we don't have the resources even yet or not. I see that Nigeria actually goes borrowing all it and even to finance uh, uh, major projects in the country. So we not really have available funds. Uh, to, you know, put into agriculture to realize the mutual declaration that you have just talked about. But, 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 putting the money, borrowing money to put in agriculture would make more sense yeah. than borrowing money to put into some phantom projects, so-called uh, uh, infrastructural projects. Because if you put it in agriculture, you can be able to weigh the impact faster. Of course, nobody is disputing the fact that, uh ah, yeah, yeah. Infrastructural facilities are not are not important, but we can borrow and put inside agriculture. We can borrow and encourage productivity in the agricultural sector. I think that would even make more sense. Yeah. I think uh, even the IMF and World Bank, everybody will, will appreciate that kind of uh, borrowing. It's important we need, we need to look for this fund. Okay. Because, because, uh, the, 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 If if, if agriculture is not properly funded, then we are not going to make any headway. in the opportunity China is giving to us. That is basically the truth. The countries that have been able to meet the mobility declaration will be more prepared than Nigeria Mm -hmm. to take advantage of this opportunity offered by China. That is the truth. So we need to increase funding. We need to increase budgetary allocation. And besides that, we also need to address the issue of insecurity. Because if you look at the things that Chinese imported from Nigeria in 2019, basically sesame seeds, I talk about ginger, talk about cotton, most of these things are domiciled in northern Nigeria, where we are having the highest incident of uh, bandaging. So we must also address the issue of bandaging. If we do not, we can't make any headway. Because if you look at all the things that Chinese are looking for, they are dumbest. The, 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 the highest producing areas are in northeast and northwest of Nigeria. Now these places are hotbeds of uh, uh, banditry terrorism. It must be addressed. Farmers are no longer going to their farms. Farmers are not safe in their farm. Many communities have been displaced from their from their uh, ancestral homes. Many are refugees in state capitals. So that is not an atmosphere for a country that wants to take advantage of uh, uh, the opportunity being offered by China. Because you know, the whole agricultural community are being displaced and they are in refugee camp. How could they be productive? How could they produce ginger? How could they produce cotton? How could they produce uh, the other things that China needed? From Nigeria, so that basically we must ensure security. How do we do it? We must reject the way we handle this security. But thank God they have declared bandits terrorists. Maybe it will have, but it goes beyond uh the bandits being declared terrorists. We need to go beyond that to ensure that on the ground farmers can be able to go to their farms because that is the only thing they will understand that things have returned back to normal, that they can be productive. Because declaring these terrorists as good as it is, which is a welcome development, until the farmers are able to go back to their farms, we cannot be able to take advantage of what China is offering us. So it is is a clear-on call for our leaders, some of them were at the Senegal, where this issue has been discussed, to think about how to make this country safe, for farmers and for everybody okay um there's another thing that you raised which is the issue of the dependence on china and of course the chinese have come on that intense criticism of trying to use loans to build african countries into a death trap you know about uh, um uh, the, much of the work actually is supposed to be uh done by the african countries in building their capacity and building their incomes so the chinese have actually said that in the fukak arrangement it is actually a pathway you know, to allow Africa to build its own future using a Chinese platform of cooperation with China, and not necessarily because the Chinese want to always dominate them. So the question of balance of trade can actually uh, be addressed if Africans can have a framework. Uh, but it appears that our African individual African countries are, you know, are aligning their own national realities individually and not as a collective effort. You know, but now that we have something like the African-Continental Free Trade Agreement, uh, the African Union is also there and other regional organizations in Africa. It really big time for them to now begin to culminate effort, you know, in this direction, to take advantage of this, instead of this, uh, you know, uh, uh, operating in different in different, uh, Well, you are making a point that there is need for African cooperation to be a, a, a signage there is to be able to take advantage of what China is offering. Africa has made itself a basket case because of corruption. Uh, African leaders are so self-centered that they don't think about the future. Uh, that's why I, I always I always disagree with those who used to say, who situated Africa under development of the colonial masters? Because I used to ask them, I say, is it not the same colonialists that colonize Africa, that colonize Singapore, that colonize India, that colonize uh, Malaysia? Why is Africa on a different story? We are here every time we hear that uh, it's because of the colonial masters. What the colonial? No, it's not the colonial masters. It's our leaders. They have not been able to strategic thinking into what we do, mm. and we have not been able to avoid the law of corruption by our leaders. So we are not able to think long-term. If we are able to think long-term, African countries don't need anybody to, to educate them on what to do, because already they are living in a continent that is the poorest continent in the world. They are living in a continent that has the highest number of out-of-school uh, children. They are living in a a continent with the highest literacy rate in the world. They are living in a continent where the health sector is a shamble, where they cannot get vaccine unless it's donated for them. We are no country except South Africa is producing vaccine in the continent to tackle COVID 19. They have enough to make them come to their senses. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So Africa does not need anybody to. Who asked them to come together? They ought to come together by their by the, uh, 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 poverty. By power. their underdevelopment. All this ought to unite them to say how do we get out of it? How do we stop Africa being a basket case in the world? Okay, look at uh, how they are treating uh, this uh, variant of, uh, of COVID 19 that came out of America. That was allegedly from Africa. See the way they are treating Africa about it? They didn't treat China like that, except for Donald Trump, who tried to call uh, COVID 19 Chinese virus. Are you getting it? The United Nations, the World Health Organization, everybody was trying to make sure that China is shielded. But look at what they want to do to our Africa, trying to link us with the new variants. So that's uh, a lesson that Africa ought to know. <laughs> if we don't take care of ourselves, nobody can take care of us here this opportunity that China has given us, China has only provided a platform. Your good, I bring my good. Bring your goods. America will bring their goods. Canadians will bring their goods. Uh, uh, Indians will bring their goods. All will be in uh, in the marketplace in China. Now, if our own agricultural produce are not competitive, how do we take advantage of it? You can't force the Chinese people to eat our cocoa you can't force them to buy our our ginger our ass must be good for them to buy it our own packaging must be top much it's, it's, are you getting it yet? so this is basically what we want we must try and make sure that we encourage productivity in the continent we must make sure that all african countries with no exception meet up to the mobility declaration to show that we are really serious about improving agriculture. Because agriculture is basically what we have now. We are not very competitive in the uh, in, in yes. information, mm-hmm. information technology right now. We are trying to, to, to see how we can survive in that sector. But agriculture is what God has given us. So we need to find a way to take advantage of it. Therefore, there is no excuse for any country not to meet up with the but do including Nigeria. All right, uh, there is no excuse uh, for any country in Africa and, uh, of course, Nigeria, not to meet the Mokutu declaration on the issue of budgetary provisions for agriculture in the continent. Uh, we have been having a nice time discussing the issue of uh, uh, agribusiness uh, in the, this section of the money radio. Our focus has been on leveraging the opportunity that the Chinese have given to Nigeria and other African countries to export products, agricultural products to the Chinese market. Uh, This is coming in the the heels of the Forum for for China-Africa Corporation called FUCAC that is ongoing in Dakar, the capital of Senegal, where the Chinese uh, president, Xi Jinping, made a whole lot of pledges to African countries in order to strengthen the relationship between this country and Africa in so many areas. And this particular area of agriculture has been our focus, and we hope that uh, the African leaders who are attending that uh, conference uh, will have something to take home, especially in trying to revamp the issue of agriculture in the country and invest it in order to make our products competitive in the market as the Chinese are offering us. It's on that note that we end today's edition of Money Radio we promise to bring you a fresh edition for right next week. It has been wonderful talking with you, Paul. Thank you so much for joining us. And so, have a wonderful day and stay This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.